Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 53. You know, I want to just make this quick video. Well, maybe not really quick, actually. It might seem quick, and if it does, that's awesome. And remember, wherever you guys are checking this out from, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, please leave your comments. Your comments really help get it out there. And also, teach me what you want to see, what I need to work on, and what kind of guests you want to see, or what kind of topics you want us to talk about. And so, yeah, please leave your comments below. You know, episode 53, I first want to thank you for tuning in because it's been over a year now, officially, since we started this podcast during the pandemic when we were initially locked down. And so when we were locked down, I, I remember that feeling of, wow, you know, this is, this is crazy. You know, what, what is going on, the environment. But I just wanted to share because people ask, like, how, how do we get to where we are? And the crazy part is, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I honestly can't say for sure. There are too many things that have happened many things that might have seemed like coincidence but if you guys have not heard of the law of attraction now I know you might be thinking oh my goodness what is this some some woo-woo stuff and you know that's what I thought too right because I would discount things I don't understand right imagine if we didn't discount Bitcoin, but eight years ago, or when it first came out. Imagine all these cryptocurrencies when it first came out, when it was like hundreds of times cheaper. Imagine if, you know, like all these different things that we didn't discount. Twitter, Facebook, our health, right? I mean, at a certain point, I thought, oh, wow, we're going to work out. You know, I'm young, I don't need to work out. Like, being healthy, I'm just gonna eat whatever the heck I want. <laughs> Discount things that I don't understand. And so, just like how there's laws in biomechanics, right? Now, scientifically speaking, there are certain principles in biomechanics and bioenergetics that if we violate, pretty much in 90, I don't know what the percentage is, the majority of humans would suffer either positive consequences or negative consequences. If we eat a bunch of processed food and sugar and all this crazy stuff, more likely than not, we will have negative consequences on our body, our kidneys, our organs, etc. Brain fog, energy, all that stuff. Now, if we do right bioenergetics, we eat you know, not too much calories, what our body needs, wholesome foods that have been here from the beginning of time, right? The vegetables, the fruits, the whole grains, seafood, poultry, you know, stuff like that. Then more often than not, we're gonna be positively impacted. So we know that there's laws in bioenergetics, laws of gravity, and so many different laws out there that 
sometimes they're hard to be explained. And who knows? Maybe somebody in 50 years from now, in 2051, is like, dude, this is like so common, the law of attraction. Just like the law of bioenergetics or the law of gravity. But what it, but that law is a sub-law of. Because when I first stumbled upon this, I was 16 years old. In high school, my high school teacher, Miss Mark, showed us a video called The Secret, which 99% of us thought was dumb. Okay, it was a video saying, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And, you know, if you can see it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. And, like, all this, like, crazy, it's almost too good to be true, like, daydreaming nonsense. And our teacher was dead set on showing us this video even though our school curriculum fought her and actually got her in trouble for a bunch of different things because she would think teach things not on the school curriculum she would show things about life she would talk to us about consequences she would talk to us about the realities of being an adult at 16 years old and also the possibilities Right? Because reality got to be mixed with possibility. The first time we watched this video in class, I remember thinking, this is so crazy. My limited understanding wanted to just attack it because I was like, Dude, look at these guys. They look like the people that's not even from here. Or, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's Canadian, so he did it. Or this guy's from the mainland, so he did it. Or, you know, I would make up all of the reasons and justify why make excuses why it's not possible to break my belief system and uh, honest to god honest to the universe buddha whatever you believe in when i was 16 my life started to go in a different trajectory now I just want people to know. I mean, if you if this is the first time joining us on this podcast, awesome. If you heard this before, then awesome too. I was born and raised in Maui. Both parents are the first in their heritage to leave Japan. So whatever you want to call me, I mean, you know, uh, Japanese American, uh, Japanese local boy, whatever, whatever you want to call me, but I'm the first. I guess in the entire gener in our heritage to be born outside of Japan. And so that came with a lot of blessings, but also many what I felt was handicaps or curses in the beginning. Not being able to speak proper English until maybe late elementary school, like all throughout kindergarten, first grade, second. Like most people can talk normally by now. I couldn't really read correctly. I was always two, three, four grade levels behind on my reading, gonna be held back because I couldn't read and write correctly. And that carried on all the way throughout high school. I never had good grades and I would fail English. I would fail my writing class and just felt like a total failure, you know? Get picked on by people that we thought we could trust. 
get assaulted, get all these different things from broken trusts. Now, this stage, I'm 14, 15, of course, you knew that, you know, I got depressed, suicidal, right? Walked up to the bridge, took my foot off the bridge, closed my eyes, I just felt that cold air hit my body. And thought, wow, if I do this now, if I jump now, if I just end my life at 14 years old, that all the pain would be away. That all the pain would just disappear. I could be numb, I could be free, or so I thought. And for whatever reason, that day, when I remember feeling that, I just pictured my family in Japan. Or actually, before that, I had visualized my funeral. And only my parents and like a couple people attended, right? Because I was picked on in, in college. I was very unpopular. I was the guy that would always hide in the back of the room, you know, hoodie, not wanting to be seen or heard. And so I was like easy targets for bullies that wanted to assert their dominance. And... You know, of course, looking back at it, all of it is a blessing. But during that time, it was definitely really challenging. And one of the things that really changed my life, it was that class. You know, most days, nothing extraordinary, extraordinary usually happens right usually the same old same old you know you wake up you do this you do that you eat this you eat that boom you go to work maybe a handful of times a handful of days a year you can recall it being extraordinary or unbelievable magnificent whatever the word is because if we asked what did you eat three days ago for lunch you probably wouldn't remember or if i asked you what did you eat on april the 29th you know, we wouldn't remember. But that moment when my teacher showed us this video, I don't know if it was sheer luck or if we just magnetize it or something. I don't know what it is. But that started the journey to believe in the incredible, to believe in the impossible, to believe that it's possible, that why not us why not our community why not our people why not you achieve or do or be happy why can't you be happy why can't I be happy you know <laughs> and uh, that was a start and of course there was a lot of speed bumps and you know things along the path But that started because of that I started thinking huh maybe I ought to try to do something I was always attracted to fighting from maybe 12 or 13 years old I remember vividly sitting in Japan in my grandfather's room on TV watching K1 in a pride fight and I think it was uh, K1 was the first memory this guy named Buaka, I think I pronounced his name correctly, if not, correct me. Man, he was crazy. 
He was a Muay Thai champion and also the K1 kickboxing champ. He was just steamrolling people. And I was like, dang, that is awesome. You know, like, that, was, that was it. And so at 16, right after, a little bit after I watched that video, I started thinking, huh. Because it started off with affirmations. And I couldn't really even affirm things because it was like, okay, first you got to, to some of the steps where you got to have affirmations. I am so happy and grateful, you know, whatever. I am so happy and grateful that I am healthy. I am the healthiest I have ever been. I am so happy and grateful that my family is happy and prospering and living a life that they're proud of. I am so happy and grateful our community, you know, whatever it is. But I couldn't even believe it. I remember saying it at first because the next step is to feel it. Now, this is a tricky one. Because this is very similar to that imposter syndrome. You know that feeling of the first day you get your first job? Or maybe even your current job now, the first day on the job. Definitely didn't feel confident. Didn't feel like you belonged there. Maybe didn't feel like you were the guy to do the job or the woman to do the job. Right? That feeling wasn't there. Like, yeah, I'm meant for this job. That now maybe is automatic. Maybe even something as simple as driving, right? Like, oh my goodness, I got to put it on a park and hit the brakes and all, turn left signal. You know, we were freaking out the first time we touched the car. <laughs> Where I'm trying to go with that is with that process, it's really important to feel, right? As cliche as that is, feel it. And now, I got this from Bob Proctor's mentor, the guy who was in The Secret. His mentor that he talks about, Napoleon Hill, writes in his great book, that there are certain ways to increase our level of what they call vibration or energy. And he was way ahead of his time. This book was written about 100 years ago. Now science can prove that, you know, everything vibrates, nothing is at rest. I mean, just this table is vibrating, the music is vibrating into your eardrum. I mean, literally everything is vibrating. And so to increase our vibration, right? Because what's the difference between water, ice, and steam? The level of vibration in that thing. The actual thing is the same thing. It's the same H2O, water air and gas is the same thing well water air and gas <laughs> i just repeated myself what i meant to say was ice water and gas right when you boil it it's still the same water when you freeze it it's still the same water you just slow down the vibration so it's a little bit harder like this table or you spread it up so fast boom that it's like just going but regardless it's the same thing just like when you're really excited or you're really passionate or stoked about something. It's almost like the day that you feel like anything's possible. And then also, days we feel so low that we forget 
the word the. Like we can't even spell the word carrot some days. Or like that feeling of, oh my gosh, who was my, what was my auntie's name again? Like that feeling is when we're in a lower vibrational state. If you actually took one of those, I forget what the camera is called, but there's this thermal kind of camera where you can actually see the heat and the frequency of our body. Almost like uh, it's, it's radiating less or more. And when someone is in a state of high vibration, typically it's from being passionate, purposeful, being in love, being joyful, being grateful, happiness, sense of fulfillment, creativity mode, in flow state is what athletes would call it, a feeling of bliss, whatever the word is, it was a word that makes sense, right? And then when the person was low vibration, they were thinking about negative thoughts, right? I mean, literally, there was this, I, I, God, I wish I knew what the study was, there was a monk, I think it was a Tibetan monk that went from normal level and started meditating and went to high vibration, like in a split second. And they were like, um, they couldn't believe it. The scientists couldn't believe it. They were like, what the heck? Like you literally just started meditating and boom, he's in flow state. But of course this guy practiced for thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. But anyway, I'm getting too off tangent. The whole thing about that is you have to feel it. Ways to increase vibration, exercise. Like Harvard also did a study on just power poses. Just kind of like standing with your hands on your hips like Wonder Woman, Superman, boom. You go like that for 15 minutes, it increases your energy and testosterone. You sit with your legs up on a desk or a table, boom. 15, 20 minutes later, your energy and testosterone confidence go up. Other ways is, of course, caffeine, stimulants, coffee, right? Cold showers, anything that will. There's so many ways. I guess, but the key is, if you're doing something you love, then most of the time, you'll feel that. Like, if you really feel like we want to be healthy, and we're doing this for our health, that drive is completely different from if we're just doing it for, just to look good, right? Because that is another motivator too, to look good. And actually, I take it back. I take that back because it is very possible to have high stimulation because one of the other increases of vibration is sex appeal. As humans, we have this innate animal desire. It's just, it's just normal. This is normal as wanting to eat good food wanting to connect with other human beings and all of these different, this is just a normal thing. So I, I, I take that back. Now, what they said with the next step was to believe. Okay, this is the crazy part because believing almost ties in with faith. Actually, it is faith. But not so much faith in religion per se. I mean, it can be, right? All parts of the world of religion, world religion, Christianity, uh, Catholics, Buddhism, Muslims, uh, like I don't, I'm not, I'm definitely a white belt <laughs> in religion, but faith, 
my goal is to really articulate this as best as possible because just like health if we want to be healthy it starts mentally first because if you think about it how many times and I've done this before too because I had to lose 40 pounds how many times in the past have we tried diets or have we tried I don't know stopping any addiction drinking smoking you know eating junk food uh, excessive basis or whatever it is until we see it in our head that we are a healthy person we're not going to really attract and manifest and make it real what I mean by that is if we don't see it on our head that we see ourselves as healthy you know not like saying it's super jacking but just healthy and like fit looking you know person in our head all of a sudden when we start getting hungry or something happens Boom, I'm gonna just eat those chips. You know what? Screw it. Let's just go to McDonald's. Boom, let's go grab that plate lunch. And and sure enough, one after the other after the other. You bounce back the other direction. If you think about it super pragmatically and practically, just imagine all the quick fix diets, all the shakes and all the different supplement companies. Right? It's a billion dollar company. Or a billion dollar rev uh not revenue billion dollar industry multi-billion it is incredible because i would say everybody at this point probably has tried to lose weight at least once right i mean there's so many studies saying that the average american loses weight and tries diets five times a year only to bounce back at the same weight or if not heavier because it's not a holistic lifestyle change so let's just say we do I, I this was a I just talked to somebody who did a shake diet basically they don't eat all day they just drink I think it was one or two shakes liquids a day and eat just one meal a day every day for whatever time frame two months or something like that now, of course, your body is going to lose the weight and all this stuff because, right, the law of bioenergetics, the, I mean, all these scientific laws of the body are coming into play. But what happens is because we don't really see it, we, are, we don't see ourselves as this fit and healthy person, what happens is as soon as we stop the supplement, what is our normal? Right? We go back to normal eating habits. The plate lunch. The McDonald's. Right? Ice cream. All the tasty, good foods of life. Now, I'm not saying to like not have them forever, but whatever that lifestyle was before, it's going to magnify them more at that point. This is just, uh, this is incredible because it's an honor to be here with you. And I just want you to know that you have so much talent 
potential to be healthy, to be fit. I mean, literally, we're a different human being molecularly every eight years, I think it was. Right? There's some research out there, not 100% clear, that shows that we can cure cancer naturally ourselves through different foods and natural what natural ways. Now I don't want to I don't want to open a can of worms and people be like, oh my god, you're saying that? No, 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 no. Calm down. Not saying I'm just passing on information from doctors and proven studies, right? But it's not big enough study. It's not a big enough sample size where there's like hundreds of thousands of people. It's still in its early stages of only like a couple hundred people or a couple thousand people. It's not big enough to make a big claim yet. So I'm just passing on information from journals and clinical research. That's it. That's, that is possible. I'm not saying it's 100% or guaranteed. And plus, nothing is really guaranteed anyway, right? There's always that outline. But you know, most of our negative self-talk has come from somebody else. If you really think about it, our negative self-talk of I'm not good enough, I'm too fat, I'm not good looking enough, I'm not attractive enough, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not as handsome as this guy, I'm not as rich as this guy. This guy lifts more than me. This guy has a better career than me. This guy has a better position. This guy can sing better. Whatever the comparison is, or that negative self-talk, that was not from us. That was from somebody else that put that in our head. Whether it was a friend, whether it was somebody else, a family member, maybe it was an arch nemesis, doesn't matter. But somebody put that in our head because as kids and babies, as babies, we were all born perfect, right? Now, even with all the health conditions that we might have been born with or setbacks that we were born, psychologically and mentally, we were born perfect, a clean slate. The negative self-talk is so dangerous especially if it comes from somebody you admire somebody you respect or somebody you love right because I've fallen victim into that too when in the past my best friend said nah man what are you talking about you doing that ah dude come on man like nah dude like leave that up to these other guys like it's not in it for us, man. What am I going to do? I'm going to believe this guy. This guy's my best friend at the time. Or if you have an aunt or uncle or a parent or somebody, right? That says, I don't know, man. You know, you're the youngest of your family or the youngest of your cousins. And you're the only one out of this country. I mean, and you're kind of a black sheep kind of kid. You dropped out of college. You don't go to college like all the other kids. And... You know, what are you trying to do? You're trying to do this fitness thing? How long have you been doing this for free? Oh, I've been doing this for free for two years. Every week? Yeah, every week to, uh, free for two years. Wow. When are you going to get a real career? You know? When are you going to get a real... When are you going to face reality, Justin? 
And, I, and so I challenge you to listen to what negative self-talk comes into your mind and just write it on paper. Because I can assure you that that was not always with you. Because if you can look back to when you were a child, when maybe, maybe even before that, whatever your earliest memory was, and it might not necessarily be positive, but I guarantee there was some point in your life that someone had spoken those words to you and I. Oh, give it up. I already tried that on Maui. Oh, you don't know what you're doing. First they say, oh, you're too young. Now they say, oh, you're too old. Right? They'll say, oh, you know, just, yeah, just the cards weren't stacked in your favor. You know, people saying, oh, you're not a runner. You running? Oh, my goodness. This is so crazy. Why would you ever run, Justin? This is crazy. You run? Pfft, you look so crazy. You look like a little fish flopping out of water. <laughs> you running? Oh my goodness. I don't know about that, man. And especially in the initial stage, it is so hard because a man, Jim Rohn, the late Jim Rohn, had said, if a friend put strychnine into your coffee, you die. Right? Versus if an enemy put sugar in your coffee, no big deal. But if a good friend or family member or somebody put poison in your coffee, we die, even if it's on accident. And so this is the same way with words. Right? I'm not Christian or any, you know, you know I'm not super religious on any, right? I just, just want people to know that. I'm not promoting right now. But if you think about it, Religions typically have a way of saying things like words become flesh or what you say you become or what we think about we become what you think about most of the time you will be like it's pretty universal from whatever part of the world religion is dominant that they say the same similar outcome message and I truly believe that words become flesh right what we say we become what we think we are, right? Like, I'm not trying to sound like Yoda or anything, but these are just different sayings from different great leaders or philosophers from way, way, way back in time. And so when we say to ourselves, yeah, you know, I'm just, I've just always been kind of fat. You know, I'm just gonna accept that. Yeah, you know, who am I to want to be fit and healthy? No, no, no. Somebody probably said that to you. Maybe even as a joke. Maybe even as a joke. Somebody might have said that. That whatever. is not good enough, not fast enough, whatever. But I promise the moment we decide to believe in ourselves. And what's possible, life is going to be different. Now people ask, Justin, you're just a freak. <laughs> you're just a freak. No one can be that happy and positive all the time. 
Of course not. No one is this positive and happy all the time. But I don't allow things to keep me down for extended periods of time. I don't allow circumstances and external things to put me down for long. I mean, honestly, like I don't remember the last time I felt really depressed for even an, an entire day since I realized these things. This is coming from the guy who wanted to commit suicide twice and walked up to the bridge at 14 and was assaulted and heard all these different things that now I believe happened for a solid reason, right? To build compassion, empathy, connection with other people. And you listening to this, you probably had something crazy in your life as well. We all do. There's always a story. But if you think about it, who talks to those hurt people? Who's going to rise up and have the energy and the commitment and the vitality and the health to share with people that have gone through something you have gone through? Right? There are many things that you have overcame to be here to be able to listen to this podcast. I mean, this is incredible. So, number one is you gotta give yourself more credit. You have to give yourself more credit for where you are now, right? Because I truly believe where you are now, you are perfect where you are now. And if you wanna go more, you wanna help more, you wanna do more, then we have to just simply Become more, become faster, become more knowledgeable, become more fit. But who you are now, who we are now, we are perfect for who we are and where we are in life right now. And you listening, you're just, I just want to like, just beat this, put this in your head that you are a fighter, you are a survivor. Life wasn't easy for you. Life is difficult for many people. And also life is what we make of it as well. So it is so important for the mind and body to be healthy, fit, and immune. Right? We talk about immune system. I mean, we talk about, right, on a previous podcast, we talked about nutrition, food, um, different eating styles, the vegetables and vitamins and minerals and all this stuff. Awesome. Feeding the body good stuff, I would say, is just as important as feeding the mind good stuff. What are we listening to? What are we reading? What are we watching? What are we consuming with our eyes and hearing with our ears, right? Because that's all a consumption that literally dictates our vibration and our energy. If we listen to fast music, right? Scientifically, 120 beats per minute. Boom, 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 right? <laughs> I don't know what kind of sound it's making, but if we start make, going at that pace, it's, it's, it's whatever. Our body wants to speed up and work out faster, right? Because the noise is vibrating in our eardrum and that sends a signal to, okay, vibrate, 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 vibrate. Now, if you listen to a slow, 
dance song, a love song. It changes your state. It changes your state. And so, what we feed our mind is so important. Whether it's books you're reading, podcasts like this, audiobooks, YouTube videos, inspiring friends, people who are healthy, right? It's so important to win the long game. You know, there's so much more. And if you listen to this and you find any value in this, please comment on wherever you're watching, whatever platform you're watching this, please. If it's on Apple Podcasts, whether it's on YouTube, wherever you find this, please just leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. And just share, you know, something about podcasts, what I can work on, what you like, don't like, previous podcasts. And I just want you to know that days that you believe that you feel like you cannot go any further or you cannot do any more, that I believe in you, that you're enough and it's possible, that it is possible and that you're enough, you're perfect as you are, and you're going to become who you want to become, not out of frustration and anger and being feeling of like, oh, I'm not good enough, that's why I'm going to get better. No, a, a sense of, wow, okay, I am good for where I am now, but if I want to take my health to the next level, if I want to take my career to the next level, if I want to take my whatever to the next level, okay, who do I have to become? What does that person look like? Okay, that person probably packs his clothes for workout early. Okay, got it. Okay, that person probably meal. Okay, that probably that person probably eats you know fish salads with a side of rice on the side. Whatever. See who you want to become. And until the next podcast, keep on fighting sickness with fitness. This is your friend, Justin Yanagita. Thank you for watching.